Hello and welcome to Unnatural 20s, a comedy podcast where we leave the fate of each episode up to the rules of a D20. My name is Books and I will be the DM for this episode. But I cannot and I will not adventure alone. I refuse to. I have severe separation anxiety and abandonment issues and just a whole lot of problems that make it absolutely impossible for me to do anything on my own. So I drag two friends with me everywhere I go. And for those today's episode, I need these two friends in particular more than anyone else because they are the two best dog moms that I know. And that means they are at the absolute heroes, the absolute necessity for this particular episode. First, we have someone who has the energy and chaos of an untrained puppy. It is... I've been dragged all along! Thanks for letting me go, books. I've been dragging for like five miles. Oof, the rug burn is bad because this whole world is carpet. Who's dragging you? You are. You're dragging me along, as you said. Didn't you you hear the words that you used? (laughs) obviously but anyways hi i'm I'm caitlin i I am a dog mom i have been dragged lots of carpet burned the world is carpet this is fun (laughs) (laughs) just so you have the key points of the world but now yes uh (laughs) literal dragging is happening they don't want to be here but i force them to even if it causes bodily harm next we have someone who hoards dog toys and is the reason her own dogs have so many to hide under their couch oh hey what's up it is cassie um number one point i did walk here on my own two feet i wasn't dragged i came willingly um also i recently bought a second basket for the dog toys it's a laundry basket and we are still we're, <laughs> we're a two basket household Woo! here I'm a and two it's a holding- household too hell yeah see it's the proper amount of toys is what i would say we have <laughs> Yes, but how many more do you have hiding in the closet that do not fit in those? Uh, Excellent question. You got us. You got yeah. us. Yeah, there's a fair amount. There's how a many, fair amount in the closet. How many are we staring at that the dogs currently can't have? <laughs> it's a total of 16, 8, 1, 2, 3, 4. Add, do the math. It's about 30. <laughs> We're it's staring at the normal, perfect, perfect amount. This doesn't include the ones Absolutely that are in the closet. Perfect amount. Honestly, though, every time I go to pick up my dog, like more. Um, dog food or you know anything that he needs from the dog store like th- a toy has to also be purchased Listen, you cannot leave one of those stores without some sort of toy or treat for your dog it's on the dog toy industry for making the toys so damn cute like i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not gonna leave these cute ones here mm-hmm. and they crunch and crinkle and squeak of Ooh, course yes. of course okay. i'm gonna get it and i buy all these toys because i'm so fascinated with them and i think they're so cute and fun and just awesome mm-hmm. and then my dog is obsessed currently with a plastic water bottle <laughs> that hey. throwing out <laughs> we gave to him after safely removing the cap and everything to um, any new dog owners out there you can buy whatever toy your dog will always love a water bottle more than what you have bought them <laughs> mm-hmm. consistently it's a universal truth um, <laughs> that yep a little piece of string he found just absolutely oh. entertaining take mm-hmm. those away though do take the strings away murdoch goes wild for strings <laughs> dude why do they they're like flipping cats I'm like what? Yeah. where did you any pulls them like our just think about it though stringy. do you like spaghetti mm-hmm. i like spaghetti the dog likes string I which like is spaghetti basically spaghetti but not flavor. edible I want the sauce and the garlic and everything. Particularly but, okay. noodles alone? No, not really. But they as we know canonically noodles. from Lady and the Tramp, dogs fucking love them noodles. And they love to slurp them. Mm, that's the true. dogs do. Specifically, the floppiness of noodles is what I hate about noodles. Though, oh, because really? it flops all I, over my face. Uh, yeah, you're like slurping part. it up. It smacks your cheek and you got uh, sl- sauce the joy. everywhere. The joy. Yeah, that's that's the I worst. What? Never cook spaghetti noodles. 
I only cook penne in this household. Oh, it's a penne household. Thank you for asking. Penne household <laughs> because I don't like how messy and impossible spaghetti is. And also, um, growing up, spaghetti gives me like flashbacks because my mom was a very plain tasting person. She liked to like vanilla kind of thing. So like spaghetti to me was a jar of basic tomato paste flavored marinara on top of just plain spaghetti noodles. And that was mm. pasta at our house. And it took like 23 years for me to realize pasta could actually be good. But now spaghetti Yo. just reminds me of bad pasta. So Pasta can be real good. Yeah. Also, do you accept bow tie pasta in the household? No, because the middle never what? cooks enough. And then you got wow. crunchy little bits right in the middle. Books, I know you're leading this pod, but get get the fuck off here. Get we the fuck out of here. Shell is acceptable, however. Shell is fine. Bow tie is great for crafts. Very fun. Cute little. So cute are little bow ties. Noodles. You can't but tell me bow ties aren't good for crafts. The little center part. That's what I'm saying. Bow ties are very good for crafts. They're enjoyable. You can have a lot of fun with them. But the center parts, when you cook them, they don't get cooked all the way. And then because it needs structure. You need a, spart- a part that you can stabby. And that's that middle. You can stab other noodles. You really can stab fun. anything you, you want to. Not. <laughs> well, on there that note, there it is. these are two <laughs> other voices that you will hear throughout today's episode. And they're going to play a very critical part in the development of this episode because we're entering a very important season uh-huh. and i know everyone thinks it's turkey season scorpio it's the season where we eat a ton of food and it's scorpio season and it's cassie's birthday season and we got a lot of other events but i'm talking about the really important most important time of year um and it's it's puppy season. We've got oh. dog shows on Thanksgiving. We've oh, got God. the Super Bowl that's for puppies. The puppy bowl. We've got the yeah, we've just got we've got puppy events stacked and that is why it is truly puppy season. It's not it's not turkey season, it's not Scorpio season, it's puppy season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone who's a Scorpio and everyone who loves Thanksgiving would be okay in recognizing that it is truly puppy season right now. We're we're in the midst of it. Plus like sweaters are cute. But they're much cuter on puppies. Yes. And Facts. cute, much cuter on puppies. All mm-hmm. these things, pup, kids in snow, pretty adorable. Puppies in snow, fucking amazing. So um, it's puppy season. And in order to acknowledge that, I think it's time for Unnatural 20s to launch their very first really big event. We're about ready to throw our hat in the ring of dog competitions. But just like who we are as people our competition can't be our, your typical dog competition it can't be rated on how well these dogs trot in a circle and we will not only accept purebred puppies we love puppies of all breeds of all statures of all features in our doggy competitions so we need to make some adjustments so that the skills that we think our pu- puppies greatest treasures are truly highlighted and appreciated by all of society I am officially introducing the Unnaturally Possum Pups, the only competition that matters. Uh, Throughout today's episode, I will be mentioning the names of our popular competitions in which these puppies will be judged, and Cassie and Caitlin will provide the details of what each segment consists of and how these puppies are judged. Based off of the names I give them, that should be all the clues into what segment is each. Um, and these are very unusual, some may say unnatural competitions, <laughs> but they're what we love about puppers. So uh, we're going to go on that. However, throughout today's episode, we're also going to go through our normal rules. Cassie and Caitlin will be rewarded um, experience points anytime they do something well. But if they 
if they submit a competition item that I did not approve or oversee, or if they say something that displeases me, takes this pod in a direction that I do not like or puppies would not like, they will receive damage. Oof. That is a warning. With all that being said, I feel like it's the best place to, before we enter what our competitions are all about, uh, get our fails out of the way. Can we talk about how we failed this week? Clear the air. Start off on a fresh foot. Oh, God. You use the perfect words because you said fresh foot. I had a fresh foot, but what I didn't have was a fresh knee. Um, I My fail is that I was walking my dog today and um, he took a nice little poo-poo on our walk. I went I bent down to go pick it up no. and the dog saw another dog and uh, I fell because he ran towards the other dog as I had him on my wrist and I had one hand in poo-poo with a bag. And uh, my knee went into poo-poo and he dragged me through um, the poo-poo while trying to chase a dog. No. So my fail is that um, I had a poo-poo knee. And um, Cassie, I'm going to share you, share with you the photo of my poo-poo knee. No, I don't want it though. (laughs) But I don't want to see it. But you know, I think the best part of this. is taking puppies in a negative direction. And I know it's a fail, but I feel like this is close (laughs) to entering damage. We cannot stand. Oh my God. That's a lot of shit on your knee. It looks like a shit stain. Like, like I pooped my pants, but it's like on my oh pant my leg. Oh my god! It's a lot of poop on the knee. On the knee, on my dress pants. Would have added yeah, the a good little pants. bit of throw up to it too. To be honest, I would have seen that and I'm like, mm, nope, can't handle it. Honestly, I have my fucking hands and feet and legs and shit so often that it's so normal now. And it's I think <laughs> that might be the biggest fail. Have made me so paranoid every time I go to grab my dog's poop with a little poop bag. I like fill around the whole surface to make sure there's no little holes in it. Yeah, because yeah. of Caitlin's horror stories it's now like ingrained in me to the point where like i'll take so long sometimes if we're both on a walk (laughs) nick and nick will be like what are you doing i'm like there's make making sure there's no holes in it it's like why would there be a hole in it i was like you never know you You never never know know. it (laughs) happens also now you have to be ready you got to stay on the lookout if any dogs are around when you go down to pick it up because knows he has to sit Mm. while i pick up his poop and he has Mm. to wait next to me that's cool our dogs Go buck. He's 95 pounds. If he just gets a little excited by leaf, I'm flying face first into that poop. Like, listen. Mm. My 40 pound boy. We gotta hold him to some high standards. We got small beefy boys. Small beefy boys. Nelson's almost 60 pounds, so okay. A little beefy. Little beefy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My fail is that I was almost. um, I could attract too many dogs after mine. So I. I was trying to make coffee in the morning and, you know, I went to shake up the creamer because, you know, you got to, you got to get all that good flavoring evenly in there. And uh, when I went to shake it, I didn't put, have the cap on fully. Mm -hmm. So it Mm -hmm. fucking Mazel sprayed me everywhere. The kitchen, everything. Wow. Good. It was a fair amount too. And, you know, I was already ready for the day. The coffee's the last thing you do. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, well, I'm going to try to get off as much as I can. And then I, uh, it was enough creamer on me where when I sat down at a meeting at work, somebody was like, who is wearing like vanilla perfume oh. and i was like mm, mm. <laughs> that would be me i couldn't decide if it would be worse to say like yeah i went to bath and body works and got me a vanilla <laughs> perfume or i threw creamer on myself so <laughs> i would I, go with creamer i yeah. judge you more for the vanilla scented <laughs> perfume they would have too so i did go with creamer and then i still got judged of why didn't you take a shower and i was like listen <laughs> ain't no time for that Do you want time? me here Do you did not you want, want me, me here, here on time <laughs> Look Look what I prioritized. I Be did proud. take a shower in creamer. In creamer. Milk You're bath. welcome. 
<laughs> heard it's great for the skin, you know, <laughs> just trying to keep myself self-care bitches it's fucking hydrating okay (laughs) also give me your coffee i'll help out (laughs) (laughs) i need it (laughs) so my fail is a big fail and it impacted me meeting up with cassie caitlin and having a really good time on a friday night and i'm still very upset about it (laughs) i cried on my couch Um, there was some hormones involved in that okay okay uh, uh, initially caitlin invited me to this super awesome karaoke night and the first text was for saturday and i locked into that date so hard i made a calendar Mm -hmm. event on my like iphone because i was like i refuse to miss this karaoke is so fun and nick will kill me if i make alternative plans for our saturday night like he loves karaoke too Mm -hmm. so uh go about our week we make plans to meet our like hang out with our neighbors for the first time ever on a friday night um things are going well i'm like man we're busy we have friday night and saturday night plans like this never happens uh and then friday get off work go home hanging out with nick for a little bit and i get a text from caitlin saying like hey we're here <laughs> where are you at <laughs> was not there was about an hour and a half away at my house just Liz, chilling when we got that text in the feed of like wait i thought it was saturday it was just like i wasn't even with caitlin and i know at the same time we were just like ooh, ooh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, this is not on Google too. You did correct it. You said Friday in the next group chat. It was yeah. there. My brain just didn't recognize it. I got the next group chat while I was working and I just ignored it. And I was like, I know about karaoke. I got that date in my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I had to move so it. Confident. I had to move the day. Uh, uh, yeah, I was so confident. I got a little too confident in my organizational skills and my planning skills. <laughs> so it was like totally my mindset. I got all those text messages from the second group chat and I was like, Psh. I'm on this. I got my. <laughs> you know what's my up. Calendar. Your life's together. Jokes on me. It was not. I miss karaoke, guys. All for a simple dessert dinner, or dessert meetup with my neighbors, which who are lovely. They're lovely people. It was a lot of fun, but it was not karaoke. It wasn't so. karaoke. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, on the positive spot, we did find a karaoke place that we can go to another time. But we'll just we make sure that again. we have it in the calendar correctly. I'll send you an invite. Yeah, send me a <laughs> calendar invite. <laughs> also, this place, if you were there, it would have been. It might have been too much power in one room because yeah. it was a small room. They did throw us all the way in the back, and you—if you open the front door to the karaoke place, you heard us in the back. <laughs> so I think there's a limit to how many, how much energy you can bring into there. And the that three of us, true. There, there were people in like a, a two people karaoke room, like working on their singing skills. Yeah, they were like practicing Actu- shit, actually, like falsettoing, yeah, like. <laughs> and then there was us. Yeah. <laughs> As we're screaming evanescence. Our experience with like combat karaoke and other type of events has given us a lot of confidence in our ability to be loud and nothing yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very great skill. No embarrassment, no shame, just a lot of loudness. And yeah. I think it's great. I'm not ashamed of it. Nope. I absolutely think it's necessary. I think it's time for us to just roll out of these fails forget about all of the ways we've uh, maybe messed up forget about it (laughs) try to let it go remember that there's always another karaoke event gonna happen right around the corner it's it's anytime (laughs) we want books it's okay (laughs) i get right into our adventure 
All right, we rolled a 12, which is 12 is the bone zone. I can't think of a more fitting oh, number let's to go. hit this episode. This episode's all about the puppers. All right, Cassie, in this section, uh, I describe a dog. Could be animated, could be a breed, and you have to guess what dog I am describing. Yeah, because bring it. you know a lot of things about dogs. All right, so this is a fictional dog. Okay. Just right off the bat. That's not one of your hints, but this is a fictional puppy. Oh, it's a freebie one. It's a freebie. All right. So your first hint, your first clue is this is a dog from an animated film. Okay. The inclusion of this dog actually revitalized its existence in the toy lineup because this dog as a toy had been discontinued in the 1970s. Cassie. Yeah. Slinky dog? Yes! Yeah! How could that ever be discontinued? It is the perfect thing ever created. It's a dog. That was a a fact that blew me away. I was so sad. All those kids who grew up in the 80s didn't get the pleasure of Slinky Dog. Man. And that's so sad. It was so fun to bring the head of the dog around a corner and then slowly the little butt comes around when you drag it more. What? They missed out on the joy? My family makes the joke of who's behind mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. It's still so good. It's still so good. One of the best. Also, yeah. slinky you- dogs freak out actual dogs in a fun way. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their tail like, is slinky. No, Their long. body is slinky. Everything just kind of flops on that pup and it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, Slinky Dog is one of my favorite animated dogs. And what I love about him most is that he's not even a full dog. Like you can't give this toy dog a belly rub. Mm-mm. Can't do any of that, but you can have him go down the stairs real fun. So. In just the most fun way. Also, I do have a little pin of Slinky Dog, and it does have a little Slinky in the middle. Uh, Fucking oh, so good. Amazing. So good. I absolutely love him. Um, if Should I, I just get a get Slinky like a Dog little... tattoo? Yes. Ooh, yes. How I far do I ra- do I wrap it around all of my ribs or like oh. a forearm? This is the potential. Wait, you gotta that. have snake around your body. Can yes. You start on a foot and go all the way over a shoulder. Oh. Yeah, I could well, have it. I'm, I'm talking the whole whole the whole. Body what if you have right like here? an armband, like <laughs> fucking a God. slinky dog? Honestly, sniffing its butt, like if you go honestly, around it. your arm. <laughs> I want it so much, like like an armband, like chasing his tail. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, a little slinky chasing his tail <laughs> right around your arm. I want the front to be just his little middle part, so people be like, "Is that like a barbed wire arm tat?" I'd be like, "Nah, dog, slinky, no, <laughs> slinky dog." <laughs> Oh, beautiful best trick ever. I need it now. uh, Little brother still wants to get Andy tattooed on the bottom of his feet. Yeah. We'll make just a dual a dual session. Well now I'm trying to figure out what other Toy Story themed tattoos. I always wanted just Nemo on my ass, but now I'm thinking I need like a Toy Story tattoo too. Mm. Yeah, I touched the butt. Nemo on the ass is pretty good though. Yeah. It's pretty good. We could get Pixar tattoos. There we go. Just make a Pixar theme. Yeah, you can put there's a Pixar. snake in my boot on your butt. No. Nope. Boot is another word. Mm. No. Nope. No. No. Oh, we know no. where it was going. Okay. We see it. We see your vision. aggressive right there. <laughs> I am not comfortable with that implication. All right. Well, I, I, everyone was coming with ideas. I had to come with one too. And I feel attacked now. And I will not ever share again because you attacked me. Your voice is welcome in this space. But if you ever fucking say something like that again, I swear. I swear to God, Cassie, you need to be silent. In the same. Just kidding. I can never s- be silent. 
this sacred space of Slinky Dog, and you're going to bring that. <laughs> Jesus. All right. On that note, Cassie, you did very well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you 150 points. You got that Ooh. on the second hint. That was Ooh. so fast. Um, I had three more hints. Can we get the rest to- of those hints? Uh, I had that uh, when his toy was recontinued, they got permission to change some of the features so he was modeled after the cartoon animated oh. Slinky. So Cute. future Slinky Dog toys are uh, modeled after him. Um, and that while he has the features of a dog, like floppy ears and a wagging tail, he's missing key features, namely uh, belly to be rubbed. And his name also describes his core makeup and how he moves. Mm. Those are all, yep. Very so good facts. Led to the same. Yeah. All right. I give you points, correct? Yes. Yes, you did. All right. Let's get into our um, unnaturally possum pups dog competition. We've got some segments that our listeners, I'm certain, absolutely need some descriptions of because, you know, the titles are creative, but they might not understand all of the awesome features of this competition. So how this is going to work is I have a segment for each of you to describe however you can ring in for help if you are able to describe the segment on your own you'll get 10 points if you ring in for help from the other host uh you will only get five and the other host will also get five so keep in mind try to remember these descriptions i know it's been like three days since we went over and finalized all of our segments so they might not be fresh in your mind Mm -hmm. yeah but i'm confident in your ability to remember. So, Dougal, we're going to start with you first. And our first event, and I know you're very excited about this one. Our first event is called Floofy Feathers. Can you tell me what this event consists of? Floofy Feathers. Floofy Feathers. Floofy Feathers. Obviously, I remember this one. We talked about this a lot. Um, and this is a dog competition? Do you want to pass <laughs> this one off to me? Can we trade these? Is trade yeah, a rule? Trade-sies. Okay, trade I'll be allowed to. Okay, right. tradesies. Um, so I remember I just this one really stuck out to me because I was so excited. Um, you know, a strong competition is always a pillow fight. So yeah. um, what we what we do in this one is Coliseum style. We throw out um, the floofiest of pillows, full of feathers, the, just mm-hmm. all different types of feathers. I don't down feathers, goose feathers. <laughs> craft feathers (laughs) all the feathers you can name Uh they're in pillows and um we just set the dogs loose in a coliseum and they have pillow fights with these you know whoever shreds it open the most gets the biggest hit out of these that's that's the dog that's going to come away as the champion of course Mm -hmm. and uh, absolutely and it's all it's all about you know the brutalness of a pillow fight it the brutalness and the dog's features and abilities to destroy toys Mm-hmm. absolute like ferociousness excellent. but while still looking adorable and sweet and cuddly excellent point the the strength of the jaw comes into huge play of this Ow. the strategic of who you all gang up on which pillow you go for first there's so much to degrade on these ones yeah it's a, it's a definitely a loved very messy but loved challenge um mm-hmm. to save costs we do recycle the feathers don't worry anyone of course give them back to the birds all feathers the craft feathers, you can, we do also make a trophy out of the craft feathers, mm-hmm. of course. Absolutely. Um, all right. Ground up the rest uh, of them in chicken nuggets. <laughs> what? No. Oh. What was that last part? What? That's not how you make your nuggets? <laughs> With feathers? My nuggets are made out of tubby custard and everybody knows this. And in that tubby custard is feathers. Mm. All right. <laughs> On that note, 
Caitlin, your challenge yes. is um, your task, your competition seg- segment is called Husky Hunters. Husky Hunters. Can you tell me what this is about? Yes, I can. Obviously, it is going to be the most... Uh, we're going to have each Husky. It's only for Huskies, but mm-hmm. then again, we do want to open this up to all all competitors. You don't have to be a Huskies. It's just this started off more as a Husky like competition. Um, yes. So now we've kind of opened it up to larger dogs. Um, the Huskiest of dogs, if you may. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And during these Husky Hunter times, they we actually give the Husky dogs um, their own sharpshooter like gun. No. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by this? Yes. So they get a sharpshooter gun. It's really good. And they're able to use their really good canine vision. They don't have to use the scope or anything. And then they have these guns are actually um Tara, like they have a nice little button for them so they can slap their paw on it. Uh-huh. We're gonna throw little skeet like like what are they called? Clay pigeons? Yeah. We're gonna throw those in the air and these husky hunters are gonna shoot them out of the air. It's a crazy competition. The dogs they get real good with that paw slap. Um and Hell yes. it's honestly the most in exciting competition I've ever seen. And, and it's really, those husky dogs know how to really shoot some skeet. They sure do. <laughs> I'm not going to, this isn't her asking for help. I just yeah. do remember that it's almost reverse duck hunt. And we do have humans retrieving these um, clay pigeons that they do uh, uh-huh. shoot down, of course. So we yeah. just had to make it, you know, duck hunt seemed a little unfair for the dogs. Like, why do they always got to get the birdies? So, like, why not we put that on the humans see i remember this challenge a little different oh but I, I, okay. I i i'm excited for i i guess there was you don't want to see some good husky schedule. dog you don't um, remember giving guns to dogs we're giving guns to dogs <laughs> button control guns hunters is all about our chubbiest floofiest you know the, that's the what bigger, i said the bigger puppies uh and we have them hunt for nice little treats in the tiniest of smallest of spaces and see how well they are at getting these treats out of those tiny little places. i think you're really mm. missing the concept um, giving dogs guns. But you know what? <laughs> I, I guess a change was made. This is a uh, two out of uh, three vote best, so I must not have been in that dialogue with yeah. giving guns to dogs. Give <laughs> dogs guns. <laughs> <laughs> People can't handle them, but dogs, they have such kind hearts. They, Lou, they can have We don't have the sport. right. It's for sport. <laughs> it's all for fun and sport, okay? Uh, Cassie, you're going to get 20 points. Yes. Or 10 points, sorry. 10 points for uh, Floofy Feathers. Dougal. Yeah. Give dog I'm guns. Give you damage. Why? <laughs> Why? Because I created a if fucking any sport. <laughs> take them from humans and give them to the good boys. For reals. I would never trust a human with this for sport. But a, a dog? A button controlled sport? <laughs> button a button controlled gun that you dogs know, can just stop you know, on? There is you a have four th- points of damage. Hold on. I need to talk about dogs real quick. There Hold is a on. dog. There is a dog called. <laughs> If you look on Instagram, Hunger for Words, very popular dog because the the owner is a speech pathologist, taught the dog how to speak with buttons, right? Yes, Mm. yes. And has taught a lot of other dogs how to speak with buttons with everything. These dogs know buttons so fucking well. They do. They will learn a weapon for those buttons. I would rather have the dog learn how to say park now. I trust my dog. Park now. Are you worried your dog is going to turn? Your dogs are assholes sometimes. (laughs) If I wake up and my dog has a skeet shooting gun, pointed towards me and his hand on the fucking button i deserved it 
<laughs> I probably forgot to feed him. Do signs and yeet them off the staircases. They gotta shoot you first. You can't do this. My dog loves me. He would never. All They're right. loyal. You have four points of damage. Uh, of all the places, I thought these competition <laughs> segments were gonna go. Uh, oh, the we first talked round, about this. The first round too. We're already giving them. <laughs> Give dogs guns. This was not what I imagined, but you know what? Uh, we're going to keep fo- moving forward into our adventure. And I, I have faith. I have hope. For I have guns for dogs. <laughs> we rolled an 18, which is what do we love? Can you share with me what you love? So I think you mentioned earlier that we are the best dog parents and like the most invested dog parents out there. And I think that my love, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's obviously going to be about dogs. Obviously. Um, and my love is going to be dog coworkers. Oh, yeah. Because uh. I had my first day of working from home, like officially working from home. And guess who I got to have as my coworkers? Our two precious boys. Our two, two fucking precious boys. Let me tell you about my boys, how they are. In the morning, fucking wild, crazy dogs. Or they just are so aloof to the world that they don't even, they aren't even dogs in the morning. And that's when I would see them. I would leave for work. Apparently, they'd be adorably cute and cuddly, but I'd never see that side of them because then I got home and they were absolute fucking monsters. <laughs> so uh, when I was working from home, all I got to see was these cute little cuddly puppies and they just want to cuddle next to me the whole time. And I love little cuppy, cu- puppy co-workers because they cuddle co-workers and it's the kind of co-worker that you would want to cuddle, not your weird boss coming up to you wanting to cuddle with you. Never had that happen. <laughs> I was going to say, ho- uh, I hope that's you have an HR either. report waiting to happen. Yeah, this is the only time you don't report it because <laughs> it's dogs. Although I have cuddled with one boss. That's, okay because you married him. you married <laughs> everyone she married her boss she, she married her boss married i married my boss he's the same age it wasn't a creepy power relationship we only worked together for a month he, uh, he so. had no control it's fine it was a summer program it was fine it was a summer program there was a boss over him that actually put called the shots it was not we were weird. in that boss's bed <laughs> we invited him he said no everybody calm down everybody calm down it's fine <laughs> But yeah, every um, I'm jealous of the puppy co-workers that you now get to have once a week. You got to have them for a beginning of COVID, right? Uh, I got to have one of them for beginning of COVID. That's right, because Nelson wasn't home. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, but I didn't get to take full advantage. I didn't take full advantage of it. So mm-hmm. that's on me. That's on me. I've had co- puppy co-workers quite often and uh, real good. They don't do much. They sleep a lot, but they're stress relievers. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just kind of, they're there to calm you down. When you need a little hug, you need a little pet. Being on a Zoom meeting and then them not seeing the dogs with the dog sitting next to you and just being able to pet a dog during his, like a, a uh, Zoom meeting, like planning call or something. It's what like, a dream. Fuck yes, I could live this. What an absolute dream. Uh, my love is also co-workers. Uh, fortunately, not dog co-workers. Um, but mine, recently I've been uh, taking walks. I work with pretty much all guys. The only ones in office are guys. And we have a little group that now uh, walks at lunch together. Wow. And let me tell you, I love the fact that even if you get a group of grown construction men together, it's still going to feel like suburban mom walking club. <laughs> like it's still get that power walk, get the arms moving. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's got a power walk going on. Everybody has some petty nonsense drama to bring up. Like mm-hmm. suburban moms are complaining about, you know, the lawn decorations. Like it's just as petty with these guys in the office. Like it's all the small things. It's just these little trash talking moments as we power walk around a little lo- like around everywhere. Fuck yeah. And like, yeah. because we know, 
it's right by work so every like the vendors and everyone that know all of us like you will get people like honking at us and it's this little suburban mom wave we all do as wow. people pass by yeah. and everything ups guy it it's insane how much it feels exactly just like i'm in desperate housewives yeah i was gonna say you're on wisteria lane you are terry hasher yes. watch out for ed <laughs> that bitch will kill you that bitch will kill you but i'm getting all their little family drama and everything the work drama we're just getting it all out i am I'm so proud of you. I actually have done a uh, nice little lunch break walks with uh, people in the construction field before. And they gossip way more than any girls I ever knew. Okay. My friend Steve always, he'd be like, did you hear that the helper so-and-so is dating so-and-so's ex-girlfriend? And now they refuse to share a truck together. And, <laughs> oh, I got all the news. This is what people don't know is construction workers are the worst gossips out there. Mm-hmm. They read word spread so fast. They're all petty as hell. Yeah. And it's, it's yes. the, it's the most catty bullshit out there. Like I would they- like to extend it to just men. Cause I have been <laughs> working with exclusively women coworkers for years. And now I have transitioning to an office where there are men too. Mm. The men are the most sensitive. Yep. They (laughs) first are the most sensitive. Number two, yes, they have the most drama. And this has just been very quickly. But they get butthurt so quickly. Oh, so quickly. That's why they have all these stories. So quickly. The minute someone raises their voice to a guy, that was the minute someone would have a meltdown. Or a question. I worked in an office with a guy. Mm. And I worked in all-girl offices in the past, too. And raised voices would happen. And we'd walk away and just be like, well, fuck that. (laughs) Just Uh move on with our lives. Uh, so different with guys. If you're a guy listening, it's okay though to have feelings. Hey, it's buddy. okay to have emotions. It's okay. You're good. But just don't fucking tell us that we have too many emotions because we see it. We fucking see it. We, we see your sensitives. I have seen a guy, a grown ass man in his mid 30s stomp his foot like a four year old. Oh, and yeah, they all do. Away. Oh, they all do. That's like they're, uh, I've seen, I've seen two, yeah, two. <clears throat> and going like yes. that, too. <clears throat> I'm like, are you fucking three? You're turning or, red. Uh, well, breathe. Uh, well, uh, they always do that little, like, half breathe. Like, uh, well, I, uh, and they just can't finish their words. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Yeah. I've talked to five year olds who can complete sentences better when they're upset, but thank you. They revert to ape status. And it's like, okay. All right. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you. When you come back to human. (laughs) But men, just just to PSA, there's walking clubs and there's therapy. Both are so important. Do both. Both Very good. Take up a hobby that alleviates your stress. Consider journaling. Very healthy. Um I, people shit on journaling so much like it's some weak thing to do it's proven so many times to be so mentally healthy uh so definitely try that my love is so much less like entertaining or wholesome but um i've always loved like really loved buying new books but i have a new thing that i love to do and that's buying new yarn i have yeah, become yeah. that person that buys yarn like once a week hell and yeah I just books have a million little projects i am attempting to crochet a good portion of christmas presents oh wow because yes. um, it's cheap and fun yeah girl so get and ready it's so excited that. to get a little mm-hmm. crocheted present yeah so i uh, yeah but i really love like buying yarn i could spend an hour in the yarn section at joanne's um and they have really good coupons there mm-hmm. so i got those texts today girl <laughs> yep yeah they had a sale today guys i bought more yarn today yep yeah I you did yarn on tuesday have you I gotten any of the <laughs> the yarn that changes color 
not like in the sun or anything, but like it, oh, fa- but like it's multi- died. Like as you go through. Yeah. yeah. The- I have that. And then they make these new giant spools that are a blanket in one spool. Oh, what? You can. Yeah. And so I'm very excited to try that out next. Um, And then I also have a new feature. My goal for the start of the new year is either to create a temperature blanket or a mood blanket. And I'm not sure. Do these literally change colors? No, but with the temperature one, you set colors for degree changes so if it's like 70 to 80 that day it's like a yellowish color but if it's 80 to 90 it's a red color 90 to 100 it would be you know and you change colors and each day you take the temperature and you do a whole single row of across with the color but in california we don't get that many weather changes Mm -hmm. so i feel like most of the blanket would really be like a solid section of color and then one off day yeah so i think i might do it moods and if i was like you know overly tired that day or just really happy it was a great day i can associate colors and then i'll have like this whole blanket map of like how i was feeling throughout the year which I can't be have really that cool or no. really depressing yeah, yeah i can't sure. have that <laughs> we got to find a different way we got to find a different one it can't be the mood one that's that's how many so shifts does your dog take today like two, i can't i can't yarn that morning much. and evening all right so it's always going to be blue <laughs> 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 uh, yeah so I gotta I gotta figure out a, a different theme than weather mood was my next one um, but yeah if you have suggestions listener I, I want to buy more yarn so let me know <laughs> I'll be honest, let, like, let her buy fine. more yarn every time I go to the, the craft store even when I was younger there's always like things that you want to buy but it's like I know I, I have no I have no use for this I have no talent to use this and that was always yarn for me I always wanted to buy yarn because mm. it's so pretty and it's so mm-hmm. soft. There's so many different textures. It looks so fun, but I don't know how to sew or do anything. I bought yarn one time. It sat there because I couldn't fucking figure it out. Like to I'm envious honest, of your yarn collection. I, I think started that's so crocheting cool. when we first like moved in or uh, knitting when we first moved in together. Yeah. It was like my first venture into knitting. I did it for solid like two, three months, and then I kind of gave up on it until the pandemic. Like midway through the pandemic, I was like, hey, I've got a bunch of needles in yarn. I started knitting again. And within like two weeks, I learned how to make like hats and stuff. Like I definitely progressed faster. And then I abandoned all of that for crocheting and it's gone a lot better too. So like you can learn this. You can. It's just got to be the right time. Your first attempt, your first like entry into it might not be the right time. Um it's when I, the yarn totally speaks to you. <laughs> yarn and knitting and crocheting and those kinds of crafts for like a couple years. Mm. I, I definitely set it aside for a little while. Very glad I returned. It's become a full-blown obsession. I'm just going to turn our second bedroom into a yarn storage place. Nick's not wait. on board, but he's going to accept it. So I can't wait to see it. Because my favorite part of going to the craft store is just touching all the yarn yes. and feeling the different textures. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm excited just to be in your yarn room, feeling up all I your yarn. I have... So we talked about baskets for dogs. I have four baskets of yarn right now. <laughs> I love that. I love it's that soon, for you. It's soon at intervention and I can't wait. <laughs> yarn room, right, yarn before room. Before we get into how I may or may not need a yarn intervention, uh, let's get back into our uh, very popular dog competition. Um, so Cassie, I'll have you go first this time. Okay. Can you tell me what the event roughhousing is about? Yeah, so what this is, is, listen, dogs, they do have thumbs. And a lot of times mm-hmm. people are like, dogs can't build things. They they don't have dexterous hands like humans do. 
But no, they have thumbs for a reason, and that is to build rough versions of dog houses. So what we yes. do is we buy IKEA version uh, houses, dog houses. The instructions are just pictures and incomprehensible, just like the ones we deal with. And we set dogs. We give them a little, a little L wrench and like I don't know a hammer, and we're like, <laughs> build this with your thumbs, and you. And uh-huh. We see who can build the best house, and to build the best house, hey dogs. I know you're excited to build, but give me a second here. Um, best house, it is obviously, you know, who can get closest to what it, what it looks like. But also, we do got to test a little bit of the sturdiness. So, we do. Yeah. There is going to be some of those tests as well. But a, a lot of it is on design and aesthetic. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's rough housing. Yeah. That's do you find brilliant. that more big dogs or smaller dogs build like the more aesthetically pleasing houses aesthetically pleasing i would say tends to be more of the smaller dogs the Mm -hmm. big dogs are all about just like building it the fastest pretty much yeah they're they're about making it where they can get in that house they want that home and they want it now small dogs care about how their home looks to others Mm -hmm. yeah the dogs want like big dogs want like I would say a house where little dogs want a home and for it to mm-hmm. feel like home mm-hmm. is what is yeah. the vibe that I get. Little yeah. dogs, very territorial. If they're going to be territorial over something, they better be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They so. put their little hearts into that. It makes sense. It tracks. And their thumbs. Um, and their thumbs. <laughs> and their little thumbs. All right. Dougal, your task is, uh, your competition segment is called, That's the Leash of Our par- Problems. Oh, man. You know what that's the leash of our problems is? It's a comedy dog show. That's right. That's where these dogs come up. All dogs, all sizes, all ages. They come up on stage and they make you fucking laugh. And you think dogs can't talk. They can't make you laugh. They don't know the structure of a joke. They don't fucking understand structure. They don't know how to land their timing. Wait for laughs. Rule of threes. They don't know what that means. No, because they only have four fingers. Anyways, doggies. They don't and, even a thumb. Th- and a thumb. And a fucking thumb. And a thumb. <laughs> it's called a dew clock cast. You get it fucking right. It's called Duagna. Duagna. Um, so these dogs on the comedy show, they all go up on stage individually and they're just there to make you laugh. So they're up on stage and you might see a dog chasing his tail. It's like, ha ha ha. Very funny. Seen that before though. The best to- dog comedy that I've seen has been dogs just like begging for your attention. Begging mm-hmm. for laughs. Um, so you might see the small dogs like literally doing the whole begging thing. Mm-hmm. Always so good. You might see a dog come up to your plate because you are sitting there like a regular commie show and take your food. Hilarious, yeah. right? You come to a dog commie show and you get your food sealed. How, how, who That's expected that? Yeah. You, you, uh, you are the person that got picked on the audience. Like, and of course, for this comedy show, we give them lots of props for physical comedy. Do you have a list of some of the props that are options for these puppies? Of course, it's all the nastiest bark do- bark uh, box toys. Mm-hmm. And nastiest, you mean? Um, bark box has this thing where they like to make nasty dog toys. As in, they um, they have like a weed dog toy. They have one that looks like a flashlight. Um, they have one that looks like a booty. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the toys that the dog uses as their props. So it's like comedy after dark. Yes. All dog shows are yeah. Yeah. raunchy. Yeah. Okay. It's with a W, Cassie. Dog. Okay. D A W G. Okay. So, it's, that- you know, for the rough and rowdy dogs. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. These dogs, they have to really be well rounded. We have high standards for our doggy competition. Um, and not high standards on purity of breed, high standards on are they just a joy to all humanity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And comedy, that's top joy. Yeah. That's top joy. As, good as it gets. So, uh, we are uh, very, very critical on. 
are puppy comedy standards how well they manifest physical comedy can they flop and make it real oh, you know yeah. are they willing mm-hmm. to fall it's i have it's a all question about that yeah if say one of our comedy dogs were to drag an audience member through poop pretty funny <laughs> it's pretty funny how would that rank you think pretty high <laughs> I think it would rank. They would I take that would, night. I think it'd be pretty high. I I feel like you know we have a we have a contract a little um, waiver that all guests have to sign because if they're going to be on the floor at the comedy show, you know they might get shit. some slobber it's on them. They might get some pee or poop on them. It's like the floor is lava, um, but the floor is honestly. Shit. <laughs> one of our bravest dogs brought over a nice little red towel, hung it over a patron, and peed on it like he was a fire hydrant. Oh hell it yes, it was a bull. It was Top the comedy. rule of the bull. Also love that so. rule that we have, like Roadhouse, where you can just put the peanut shells everywhere. <laughs> you can just put shit wherever at ours. <laughs> it's the best want. club. It's the best club in the city. It's, it's hilarious when the chihuahua. Rub it under your nose. You're good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. I do have to say, when the dog did, you know, run me through shit earlier, uh, there was an audience too. I did not oh, mention good. that. Did they have a good oh, laugh? Uh, it was a chihuahua mom actually and mm. she just stared at me and didn't do anything Hell except yeah. for try to protect she her dogs she stared probably in like <laughs> my dogs were going crazy was like my dog is too small to ever do that to me haha <laughs> this is why yeah. I got the tiny one she stared because my dogs didn't even lunge towards her dog they were lunging at a completely different dog but she All just right. watched me <laughs> that was excellent both of you get 10 points and I think it's time to get back into our adventure I think we have time for one more roll fantastic we rolled an 11 which is going to be knowledge nugget can you share with me what you know what you've learned what you think everyone else should know i can dive right into mine as well if that would work best and i feel like mine is an underappreciated gem that i just recently found um have either of you heard of moba no no yeah, and we are all missing out because of this. MOBA is the Museum of Bad Art. Oh. It's art too bad to be ignored is their little tagline. Beautiful. Um, MOBA is currently looking for a new venue, but fortunately for us, they have their entire collections online for viewing in a virtual setting. Oh, um, man. And they have used some very good puns to categorize their art. Um, it's all paintings. And... Their description says the pieces in the MOBA collection range from the work of talented artists that have gone awry to works of exuberant, although crude, execution by artists barely in control of the brush. What they all have in common is a special quality that sets them apart in one way or another from the merely incompetent. Meaning that these are just so, so bad. Uh, In several artists, they have little statements below some of them, and some of the artists just like say like yeah i know it's bad i'm actually a talented artist but like um this is so bad i can't destroy it but i also can't hang it up anywhere or put it even in storage like it is love it so uh they have a a collection category called portraits which is something you would understand but instead of the regular spelling of portraits it's p-o-o-r poor space traits so it's poor traits instead of portraits um and they are they are very good. Uh, they also have a collection called Doppelhangers, mm? which is instead of doppelgangers, they are portraits that are of famous people that just really haven't gone so well. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. And like there's this one that pops up right away. It's of Molly Ringwald. Um, and she's got 
for some reason, a really creepy cherub over one shoulder and a really sinister, like, witch-looking lady over the other shoulder. What? It's stuff made of nightmares. Um, Why? So it's called the Aura of Decision. If you look it up, it's it's a lot to... Oh, I'm um, currently on their page right now. Wow. Yeah. This I, is, it's, I feel it's, like I could submit some of my stuff to this. There's also In the Nude, which is kind of like In the Mood, but instead of the M, it's an N, and it's nude God. photos, nude paintings. Let me see them um, bad titties. <laughs> Let me see them and terrible titties. Oh, I see <laughs> the Mary, the Ringwald one that you were talking about. Just pulled it up. Yeah. Just got there. Ooh, 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 there's some fun ones. Everyone go. Everyone wow. do this. <laughs> um, there's the MOBA sports <laughs> section, the MOBA zoo, uh, unlikely landscapes. Oozing my religion is um, bad religion pieces, which what? is a particular favorite of mine. <sighs> um Mukmana they're all hands. so good and then there's ay 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 which is just a lot of eye paintings oh no i don't know if i could do that one. <laughs> oh, what's uh, this one of these two poodles hugging oh it's creepy <laughs> oh i don't like that why is her face like i'm that? getting a painting of this and giving it to you guys blue tango in the moba zoo section oh that was terrifying mm-hmm. i don't like this Their i'm faces a big fan look like they're in misery too um typically anything with dogs would be like would be there but um so uh if you're looking for some entertainment or just looking to feel a little bit better about your creative attempts Please go check out the Museum of Bad Art. Or hopefully future gifts. I'm trying to get prints of these to everybody. Yeah. I need fine Uh, art. I I genuinely hope that someday I could visit this. Um, There's, there's, for some reason, safe at home in the MOBA sports section. The first image is like a a baseball player safely going to home plate only to be swallowed by like a mysterious fan. And um, the fan looks like a centaur demon creature. I, I'm not As it sure should. what's going on here. As but, it should. Um, there's there's a lot. These are so. Unwrapped. How did you like learn of this bad art museum? You guys are gonna hate me. I was listening to a TikTok, watching a TikTok, and someone fuck yeah, it was a TikTok. Fuck and, yeah, it was a TikTok. Uh, I bring everything dogs. You bring everything TikTok. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It, it was a late night TikTok, and they were like, "I have a new bucket list item." It's this girl who just finds weird things to add to her bucket list, and this was her weird thing to add to her bucket list. And I was like, "Thank you." It is now on mine as well. You are a to society. So good. <laughs> this, is just- this is completely your season. Uh, I think everyone does need to go on and look up Moab. M O B A M O A. Yeah. You could museum of bad art. Museum of bad art. Yeah, and it would come up. Yeah, you can spell museum of bad art. Anyways, I love it so much. Um, Speaking of your steez, though, I'm staying on mine, which is dogs. Um, And I'm going to bring you some great dog park statistics because we go to the dog park a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of other people that have been going to the dog park. And I was looking up some stats. And did you know that 92% of Gen Xers actually like frequent dog parks 94 hmm. percent of millennials frequent dog parks and baby boomers are at 89 percent and they all agree that uh dog parks benefit communities not only for dogs but for owners as well um yeah. and most dog owners go to give dogs safe a safe place in ex- to exercise and roam around freely which makes a lot of sense um but i was looking at this because 
there's like been obviously a rise in people adopting dogs and then there's been a rise in people going to dog parks. So there's been like a rise in 91% of use of dog parks is what it says. Um, And there are 55% of park and recreations agency are currently have at least one dog park and are looking to add another because they're just so popular. And I mean, that's where we meet all of our friends. You so, gotta have a dog park crew. Dog dog park crew. It's like we're not the only ones out here at the dog park. Everyone's out here at the dog park. All these millennials, Gen Xers, even the baby boomers going out there. Even the baby boomers with our doggies because we love them so much. And I think I read somewhere else that there was a like an increase of like twelve point one percent of people like households owning dogs, like during the pandemic. I can't remember. I think it might have been higher than that. Yeah, but. it's a pretty high number. Um, that is one thing envious. Like my nearest dog park is quite a few miles away it's definitely mm-hmm. not something like we could easily go to each day and i'm very jealous so hopefully my community jumps on that need for a new one or another Hell one yeah and my dog can regularly visit a dog park as well because i would love that oh i have an, i have another quick question for you guys where do you think is the place that has the most dog parks let's just go with state in the united states mm, I feel like new york nope this one is threw me for a loop oregon no, it's like that. It's actually Idaho, Boise, Idaho, to be would more have never specific. Guessed there. They have the most dog por- parks per ten th- I mean, hundred thousand residents, but they also have going. They also potatoes. have the most dog parks. Yeah, they have a lot of land, which we it is very expensive for us to have land. We have lots of dogs, but not a lot of land. So. And you know what? It's kind of flatter. I feel like too, so you have more space. Like mm-hmm. here, you have to contend with you know, is there going to be a mountain in the middle of where we want to put a park? In just Boise, Idaho alone, there are 13 dog parks. Wow. That one city. Never really thought I wanted to move to Idaho, but there is one compelling argument. Strictly Boise. That is it. Boise. Boise. Take it to Boise. My mom lived in Idaho for two years. She still talks about it, how it gives her nightmares, though. So mm, per, Maybe not then. She Sorry. Not that a was fan. Per capita, actually, most dog parks is going to be... Uh, it's a tie between Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, and... No, that's it. Portland. Oh, fucking. No, Cassie, you're right. It is New York. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They have nowhere else to go. Oregon got an honorable (laughs) mention, too, and New York. I'm very proud of both Cassie and I, because my first thought was New York, and you said it, and I was like, well, maybe Oregon. Oh, hell yeah. Hold on. Dog friendly Because the last one I was looking at was per 100,000 people, Mm. which New York has a fucking shit ton of people. Guess how many fucking dog parks are in New York? Just take a fucking guess. 52. Books? In New York State? In New York City. Oh, New York City. New York, New York. Um, I'm going to go with 312. Well, you overshot it by a bit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm trying to go at the extreme end and I had dreams. I've been you to did, New York. You I've did have dreams. I've never seen a dog park, but I had dreams. <laughs> okay, it's 145 dog parks within Dang, New York City. Dang, that's still wow. a lot. That's it's, a it's lot. It's a very small space. Cassie now. and I were very off on both ends. So. Very far. Very far indeed. Yeah. Um, if I can take this for a second, if you guys both will allow, um, I'm going to uh-huh. switch it from dogs to rabbits. So still animals, okay. you know, still cute. Um, but these ones to be feared specifically Napoleon Bonaparte oh. had to learn to fear rabbits because, um, he, uh, so everybody knows Napoleon Bonaparte, um, short little dude, short man syndrome. Uh, and he, so after, um, 
he wanted to celebrate one of his military victories. So he had his chief of staff organize a rabbit hunt to celebrate. But the problem was uh, that these rabbits, I don't know, just rabbits were down to scrap. So there was thousands of rabbits that were brought in to be set loose. And instead of like hopping away where they could hunt them, um, they instead turned and attacked and swarmed the party goers. Wow. They straight up just... (laughs) (laughs) They straight up attacked everyone there. And Napoleon straight up ran to his carriage to get away from these bunnies because they were so vicious and just not backing down. So just imagine people wanting to celebrate a military win and were like let me catch rabbits and then the, ra- the what they caught were the rabbits paws the, they were came out swinging Oof. fuck yeah and then they just multiplied after that if you don't get one rabbit too they just continue to just keep multiplying mm-hmm. of these fucking vicious fighting rabbits that they passed down that fighting gene to all the rabbits they overtook this they land absolutely did um, that that and the fact that Australia once lost a war to like emus, those yes. are like, <laughs> things. Um, I do want to like jump in that like Napoleon wasn't actually sh- that short, was so. he not? No, he was like average height for France at the time. I think it was like around five six or so. Um, mm, tiny, but the uh, it, it, the origin of why we think he's short is actually one of my favorites too because a cartoonist in England uh, was making fun of him. And just created this image of him. You know, like cartoonists always got to dramatize something. So they made him really short uh-huh. because he was kind of like average, but on the shorter side. So he made him like minuscule. And then from there, rumors just spread that he was like five foot even. <laughs> uh, and we've kind of kept it consistent throughout history. And I love this because he was a dick and he deserved to like not have, you know, anything to really good about, on about him. So the fact that we continue to report to him as just this short, you know, minuscule man. Uh, brings me a lot of joy, but he wasn't actually short, and I just love that he has been forever remembered in this false way. I straight up thought he was like five two. Yeah, no, he well, it's most, he was most sec. Cassie, you probably thought he was five two because he was measured at five two during his autopsy. But French, but of course, that's why I thought French, that French inches are uh, different than British and American inches. Oh, okay, so it's about five six are like yeah. measurements. I'm sticking with five two, and little he, midget. Five five six is actually like slightly above average for Frenchmen of his time. Wow. Tiny. Yeah. But no, he was five two and afraid of rabbits. That's yeah. how I like to picture him. Yeah. So but I, I honestly kinda love knowing the truth that he wasn't short, but this one cartoonist got a whole just group of people and eventually all of history to believe he was. And that's some power right there with some mm-hmm. cartoons. Uh that's that's a big political movement just to make fun of one individual man. So I support it 100%. All right. We are about ready to just uh, wrap up our puppy competition and this episode. Would you guys like to give just a really quick description of our last two events? Yeah. Love to. All right. Um, Cassie, can you tell me what ultimate Frisbee is? Ultimate Frisbee. Is that where they put this the makeup is on? The what? Is that where they put the makeup on? yes this is a two-part competition so this is where we're gonna get all of our bro college dogs they are gonna of course still meet out on the quad but before they meet out on the quad they do have to get in their best looks there's a category set for each uh ultimate frisbee competition and um so it is we do have before each game there is a runway they got to serve their looks and then they have to serve that frisbee as well and so the team that gets the most points based off of, you know, however Ultimate Frisbee works, I don't know yeah. how you get points in that shit. Uh, whoever gets the most 
frisbee catches. Yeah. Uh-huh. Frisbees yeah. across the line, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Maybe a combination of both, but while looking fucking fierce and matching the category, and that's that's gonna be it. It's like basketball with fl- with frisbee. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Cassie goes. <laughs> that's it. Yep. That's it. That's yep. it. That is it. That's how ours works. Anyway, we don't really care what human ultimate frisbee is. That has no place. Couldn't here. care less. Human ultimate mm-hmm. frisbee does not also have a runway, and they are clearly lacking that's and failing right. in that part. So um, this is why our competition is just better than any human or puppy competition. What if it did? What if after each point you had to walk the runway and that determined if you got the point or not? I like that. (laughs) That is it. I think that's it. So much better. Mm -hmm, There we go. That's how the puppy one works and humans follow suit. Yes. Uh, All right. Our last uh, um, competition, our last segment is called Howling Hounds. Caitlin, what does... What happens at Howling Hounds? <sighs> Howling Hounds is honestly my favorite of all I of these competitions. It would be. Mm-hmm. Because this is when we get the community involved. We have a giant stadium where we have Howling Hounds. It's Howling Hounds Stadium TM uh, sponsored by Unnatural 20s. We don't give them any money. They paid for it themselves. So we actually use donor <laughs> money in order to do it. But anyways, uh, Howling Hounds Stadium brought to you by Unnatural 20s. Um, in the stadium, we packed this full with our rowdiest human and dog fans and on the count which is um we have a countdown at the very top we have everyone in stadium howl out as loud as they can after that howl ends we have our competitor down on the field and he has to match the pitch of the crowd after mm. they have completed. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's one of our favorites because it gets everyone involved. And then yeah. the dogs have to really rebuttal and they're either intimidated by the howl of, of, you know, the crowd or it just makes them even more fierce competitors within mm. it. And in they're this, empowered. we're actually, we're judging the amplification of it. We are judging the pitch and then we're the the length of it, it that really is the stamina of the dog. So mm. uh, the the dog we really want to see really well rounded dog howl in this moment. So um, we're hoping that that whole crowd interaction does fire them up. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for that great description. Um, you mm-hmm. both get ten points. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, I think what we've proven is our competition just brings all of these features that some people find not so great qualities in dogs mm-hmm. to showcase how great they are. If your dog destroys things, he might be cut out for fluffy, floofy feathers or um, if getting you a gun. A lot, howling hounds. <laughs> uh, you know, there's just lots of features to weaponize your puppy. I guess yeah. <laughs> weaponize your dog. Everyone. Um, but I am so grateful that you have provided our audience with all those descriptions. Now they have just so much to look forward to in this puppy season. While we're talking about that success, let's roll into our other successes from this week. Of course, nothing can surpass our puppy. Wait, hold on. Uh, popular dog competition, Unnaturally Possum Pups. Mm-hmm. But our successes can try to meet that somewhat. Well, books, I'm going to hit mine, which... You mentioned earlier is your fail, but we did karaoke and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. The place did have a like an old school. I don't know what you call those mics. I always call it like a Frank Sinatra mic. The it was like, like big yeah, metal Frank Sinatra oh, Elvis yeah. mic. Like, yeah. The ones that like are all like you can kind of hold and feel like you're old timey. Yes. Yeah. On the little down s- in front of you. 
the little stand that you can twirl around and everything. The room did come with one of those, of course. So that was fun. Also, you could throw up emojis um, to rank uh, the people while they were singing, which is a fun little aspect, of course. Uh, It was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Also, another success. I cleaned the freaking house, guys. Yeah, you did. (gasps) I did karaoke, then I cleaned the house, which our house was a fucking disaster. So it was was really nice getting everything clean because there was a lot of things bugging me. And then just to like get it done. God, it was nice. It was beautiful. Yeah, it looks it looks real good in here now. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your service. You look like adults. There are still listen, it's clean. We do still have trolls posters up, um, anime birthday celebrations. It's clean, but we do Christmas lights since last year. Mm -hmm. There's still there's still a vibe. Don't worry, everybody. Everybody, hey, calm down. Still a vibe, okay? Still a vibe. Uh my success is just yes, karaoke where we got to scream. And then I also the next night I followed it up with um going to a drag show. Yeah. Which uh was a lot of fun. Uh th- I didn't expect there to be as much screaming as there was at a drag show, but you got to you got to you got to show your support for them. Um also just love the fact of um how hard these performers go we were at a small place and they whatever stage they're at they're gonna fucking kill it and they sure did it's a lot of fun god my i should have gone first with my success it's such a letdown i'm very excited for all of your successes um but i got a new phone uh and i didn't have to pay for it except for taxes which is a very good deal such Um, a deal so also share with my success you are in the mini crew now (gasps) I'm in a mini. This is so exciting. Okay. I am really hyped about this. It's not as cool of a success, but my phone now fits in my pocket. Yeah. That is a huge success. Work pants pockets, which are Ooh. smaller than regular jean pockets. Um, this is a success you get to live with every day. Every I, day. Now I can take selfies confidently because I don't feel like I'm going to drop my phone on its sheer size. Um, and I can carry it anywhere. It doesn't feel like a nuisance anymore. Uh, I'm so excited. Also, the um, they have a filming feature that's called like cinema mode, mm-hmm. and it automatically focuses on a subject, whether it's a dog or human, and blurs out the background slightly so the person comes through or the puppy comes through so much more clear. Oh, um, what a dream. And let me tell you something. It's beautiful. Be ready for all the dog videos. In the oh, world. I'm just going to make full feature films out of it. I dog. need more. Need it. I need it now. Provide yeah, it. So. This is a pretty big success. I'm very excited. Uh, speaking of successes, Caitlin, can you give us those point totals for but this week? Of course. At the bottom of the leaderboard, 80,897 points. It's Cassie. Woo. In the Woo. middle of the leaderboard with 85,038 points is Books. And at the top of the leaderboard with 85,685 points is me. Well, we'll continue to work on closing that gap. I believe in us. All right. Thank Mind you for those point totals. Um, if you're listening to this episode and you also want to be a winner like Caitlin, you can. You can win some dice without even entering a competition. All you got to do is go on, go on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, let us know you wrote that review, and you will get some dice and some stickers. 
The way you can let us know is by hitting up any of our social media platforms. That is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Unnatural20s. Uh, while you're there, definitely hit follow, like some of our posts, and send us a quick little message saying, hey, wrote you a review. You should be very impressed. Now give me my dice. And uh, that will get you some dice. If you are such an awesome person, you've already written a review, don't worry. You can get more stickers. We understand our stickers are very fun, very cool, and very sticky. You might want some more. Just let us know on social media. You can also... Uh, uh, email us at unnatural20s at gmail.com and we'll get to it that way as well if that's not quite enough of us don't worry you can go on over to patreon.com slash unnatural20s and get all sorts of extra content um and for as little as dollar a month and you know what you can hear some members of this pod on other shows as well and that's more of us we're just taking over everything the podcast industry it is officially ours i think we mm-hmm. could say that right we have officially that title mm-hmm. yeah yep. we're definitely there uh cassie hosts the superhero show show and that is an awesome show caitlin's on that show quite often and just uh it's overall delightful their most recent episodes they have taken on quite a few challenges you should check those out Caitlin is also on a recent episode of Side Character Quest. That's right. Um, I was recently on a movie of the year episode. We're everywhere. Listen, all the places, all the pods, you'll probably hear us. And if you don't, they are lying. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We are there, but you just can't hear us. If you find one where you can't hear us. Oh, you tell us. You send us the name of that pod and we're going to we're going to crash it. We're going to be on there. We're going to find a way. Don't worry. Now it's time to see who's going to be our next DM. I believe it can be all three of us. Yeah, it can. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and roll for myself, see if I can continue to take over our show. Uh, I rolled a 17, so it's looking pretty, pretty strong. good Ooh. for me. Pretty strong. Cassie, you rolled a 14, so okay. actually uh, pretty high, high but not high enough. Caitlin, you rolled a 17 as well. Okay. So did death. I was, the death. I was, I was like, I'm going to roll a natural 20. You just fucking wait uh not quite that good i'm sorry just another 17 uh so I, i'm gonna roll for myself again jesus i rolled a 17 again i don't know what's wrong with my dice <laughs> if it rolls another 17 i swear to god it's it's no but you got a nat 20 I there it is you, it. you were feeling you it were i fucking called it no i don't know why i felt it i felt you it felt that it one you were me. just a little ahead you were a little early on your nat 20 uh influences yeah but i am so impressed this dice never rolls a 20 guys it did only it. for me <laughs> You put it in the universe and it responded. So check out next week's episode. Caitlin will be the host. Our show is very proud to be a part of the Scavengers Network. For for more great shows, you should check out the timeline Scavengers. It is a very complicated show in which they are taking on the so such a complex task of uh putting all of the Marvel films in chronological order, all of the scenes, all, all of Marvel the aspects, properties, all God, Marvel the TV shows. TV shows. Shit, there's just so much. They are so brave. Um, and you know what? I mentioned earlier, Superhero Show Show, that show that Cassie also hosts. Uh, two of the members of that show were also on Timeline Scavengers. Mike and Ryan hear their voices, hear their chaos, hear their knowledge on Timeline Scav. You more. can find that show, our show, um, and so many more on scavengersnetwork.com. This has been Unnatural 20s. Tune in next week for a new adventure on Monday. <laughs>